Um, the Lord. Here we go. Accepted. Accepted. Press record. <coughs> right. I believe we are live. Have you pressed record? No. Oh, we're, we're live. It says we're on YouTube Live. Please press Hello, record. So, Hello, all of you. It's 2024. We are back. Um, yeah, we, we are. Um, it's a bit of a soft launch today, but as usual, uh, we're back. Uh, it's 2024. Today, we're going to be talking about Green Goo. Um, <coughs> 2391. Jamie's launching his own business, and let's get into it. Uh, electriciansPod.shop. We sell Verso goodness, so Verso fusible switches and spurs. Go over to Verso, uh, go over to electriciansPod.shop. Check out the Verso gear. Check out the extraordinary prices and go and have a look and treat yourself to some awesome gear. Um, use discount code LaserEyes for free shipping. And uh, yeah, electriciansPod.shop. Jesus, there's 19 people in that chat already. What's going on? <laughs> Always a shocker that is to see that. Welcome everyone to 2024. Are you doing Sharvin? Are we still sponsored by Sharvin? Are we? I don't, I don't know. know. I think so. Oh, well, we'll do them anyway because they're so brewing. If you want to measure any sort of like amps, volts, buy mad shit like this that I've got that measures, I think that's microamps or milliamps, or do you want to do any kind of measurement, testing, all that good gear that you need to do your day to day job, Sharvin on the people. Not only have they got the gear, but they've got the technical ability to help you out and back you up. So if you are looking for any test or measurement equipment, especially power logging or analysing, they are the people to go and see. Give them a shout out. There's going to be a graphic here, but you'll find out why this is not out on this shortly. Do you want to see the upgrade? What's your upgrade? If you've got colour check... For audio viewers, Sam has, put some, Sam has put his... Fairy lights around his electrician's podcast side. Fairy lights. Boom. I can even do this. Boom. Somewhere, somewhere in Kent, there's a council Christmas tree missing its fairy lights. <laughs> Is that your upgrade? Yeah. Is that the big. You, do you know, I don't want to. Do you know how long Sam kept me hanging on for that upgrade? It's all right, though. It's nice. It's, it, this is the second upgrade to the shed since you got the sign, to be fair. There you go. It's on its way. We're getting there. Right, let's talk about... So today, I went out to a customer. Um, they booked ages ago. Went out to... They had no working light in the hallway. No working light upstairs in the hallway. And no working light in their conservatory. So the conservatory, uh, it was a fan in there with a light built in. That was easy. It was the portable mm -hmm. bit gone so i just wagoed it through turn it off and on a switch downstairs light the they had these really old roses like honestly they were so old but they was really there was only about thick no they're really thick ones no they're like really tiny there was like yeah yeah they're, they're deep but they're, they're not very no, wide they're about yeah about that deep yeah and they're they're like i don't know 500 wide not 500, 50, 50 mil wide. And I was like, oh, I've never seen them before. Anyway, get to the top of the stairs. And the one at the top of the stairs um, was literally swimming in green goo. Green goo. Long time no see. Sounds yeah. on the chat says your mic is very good. You have got your mic, I don't you know, your camera mic. 
Oh, this might be true. <laughs> Thanks to the producers in the chat, we have established that some might be using the wrong mic. But it is. Well, I, to the, uh... I could be, and I'll tell you why. Because I've uh, had all my same system, high, high definition audio device. Yeah, it's on. Oh, well, we'll just have to bear for it tonight. But yeah, oh, no, it's, uh, not green... it's not on. Well, who's that? Who said that? It's, uh, who said it? Zap Electrical, you're now producer of the Electrician's Podcast for spotting that clanger. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, back. This is why we're going to soft You're going to have to do some filling for a minute. This is why, the, first of all, thank you to the 36 people that are in there on, a, on the wrong night. That's great of you. We've got a wicked lineup this month, but obviously, you may notice that I'm not on my usual set. I'm moving to an office, so I've got no computers. I'm doing this on two iPhones at the minute. We've got a cracking lineup for the month. And we st- we sat next to each other. We start the phone the night and says, we've got to do a soft launch for 2024. We can't just go straight on a guest because Sam's done his massive upgrade, which is basically put some fairy lights around his sign. I am moving the entire studio with some new equipment to an office that I've now rented because I can't do any more stuff in the garage. And I am desperately feeling because Sam's now disappeared from his chair. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. So this is a soft launch. So don't expect Mocha's night, you crazy kids. Because um, I am in the wrong place using two phones to do this podcast. And Sam is desperately looking around for a USB plug on the floor, I think. And I am really... Oh, no, he's poking his little head up now. For audio viewers, he looks like a rising tortoise. I can just see his eyes popping up over the screen. Right. Is that it... better? That's so much better. I did... I just ran out of filling material then. See that? Bloody, I've done, the... done all my office the other day. Anyway, so I've got to the top of the stairs... And it was literally swimming in green goo. And I haven't seen that for years. Anyway, got some on my hands. And now I'm sweating a little bit. So I, I wiped my face. Mate, worst thing I've ever done. It stung and rashed up underneath my eyes so badly. Who even knew that was like corrosive? It's, it's, it's low toxicity, I think, I remember. It's also, I, I haven't ever seen it once, if I'm honest. I've only ever seen it once. But no, it bloody, um, it stung my eyes. I was stinging. I was like, I had to splash water on my face and everything. It was bad, bad news, actually. Um, then I took shall off I this... Explain, shall, shall I explain Green Goo to the listeners that may not know? For the yes, please. Because I don't Green Goo, really know. Green Goo is, um, so I'll start by explaining rubber. All rubber, everything that's made out of rubber, starts as a, as a, as a liquid, like with a consistency of, I don't know, like PVA glue. And it's made into rubber, rubber tyres, rubber whatever, yeah. All rubber is slowly turning back into the rubber from the tree that looks like PVA glue. With green goo that comes out of cables, it's a similar process in that the materials used to make the insulation are trying to return to their natural form, and as part of that, they form a green goo. And it's the natural breakdown of the insulation of the cables after a life-expired time of period. The other one you get, just so you know, is... Um, Twin earth cable, no matter what age it is, because it's polyvinyl chloride PVC, does not like to go near polystyrene. Polystyrene is hard and brittle. PVC is bendy. And when they meet, they like to swap. One of them goes bendy and one of them goes brittle. And it's the wrong way around. So they're the two you like to come across, especially in domestic. But who knew that that, that green goo was like an irritant like it was? I did not uh, know that. My whole it is low toxicity, yeah. It's low um, toxicity, but but obviously the chemicals, you can take nasty chemicals and mix them together to make a product, and it can be it can be really really safe. 
which is that's chemicals for you, isn't it? Yeah, mate. So the other thing is, someone on Instagram, I put up the pictures on Instagram. So go and check out my Instagram, um, Sam the Electrician, and you'll see the pictures on there. But someone said, if it tests out, like do an insulation resistance test, and if it tests out, all right, leave it. No, like, definitely not. That is, the, that is the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. That's like saying, sit down on the bench if you think the paint's wet, and if you don't leave stripes in your trousers, continue to sit on it. Like, it's, yeah, it's too late. It's too and, late at that point. Because, actually, I took the switch off to see if it was just there or down at the, sw down at the switch as well, and it had actually, there was no, there was no side left to it. There's no side of the insulation <laughs> left to it. It all literally turned, turned green goo. It was oozing out. It's like Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Secret there's, nothing you, there's nothing you can do. It's literally a ticking time bomb. It's From the day it was installed, it was always going to turn back into goo. I believe now polyvinyl chloride is a lot more stable in cable insulation. It, it takes a lot longer. Longer than we're likely to ever see it installed for. But well, If you think about it, it was black and red cable. So that's got to be at least 40 years old. Yeah, anywhere between a four, I don't know. When did the new colours come in? That's a new one. But yeah, it could be it could be could be from the forties, couldn't it? But if it's not No, nah, it won't be from the forties, but what I'm saying no, is because that'd be VIR, wouldn't it? But obviously it's PVC. I think PVC came in the nineteen fifties, fifty five, something like that, I want to say. Don't know, but I'll just check that. Say it say it's like, I don't know, nineteen eighty, yeah. It could have been on the shelf for five years. So you're looking at nearly fifty years old, that cable. Yeah, we are getting to a stage now where just by being red and black yeah. signifies it's 20 years old. Because I remember being an apprentice at Tom at, at Blue Circle Cement. I remember the first drum of cable coming through the door and we pulled it apart like it was magic to look at the new colours. And that was in about 2002, 2003. And that was, I'm, I'm 41 now, so that was easily almost 20 years ago. So, yeah, just by being red and black. Yeah, it's just by almost... red and black, you're you're starting to move into the danger zone of the green goo. Well, just by being red and black, you're starting to work into the danger zone of needing a rewire, aren't you? Because 25 so, years mate. is the shelf life, isn't it? So, yeah, so it's getting that way. I feel Obviously, a bit sorry. Here's boards. Does anyone else feel a little bit bad when you find that green goo and you're like, Jesus, this is bad? And then you call them up and you say, look, this green stuff is leaking from your cable. Like that's the end of that cable's life. We need to do an EICR, test your house, have a look at the cable and see if it's systemic across everything or if you just need a lighting rewire. And yeah, and, like, yeah. Well, and straight away, straight away, you feel sorry for them because there are soul falls out. They're like, how much is that going to cost? And you're like, yeah, it's really not going to be, it's, you're talking thousands rather than hundreds. And they're like, oh, mate. And I feel always, See, I don't use mechanics ever, right? Because every time you go to a mechanic, they give you this bullshit. Oh, mate, yeah. Oh, can't do that. Can't even let your car go. I'll have to phone the police. It's going to be eight grand, but we can't even let your car out. And you're just like, just, get, get, get in the it, seat. It's, it's terminal. Just, just out of interest, some good comments. Just some good stuff in the comments. Azuri says, um, it's something to do. Who's no? Azuri said something, and Impact Vision says. It's something to do with the plasticizer used in the seventies. Like I say, I don't think it does it anymore. I think what they used in the seventies to make it has gone. Um, obviously, everything in the seventies was bad. The whole of the seventies was a shithole period. Yeah, Lead apart paint. from apart from glam rock, the whole of the seventies was a shithole. And another one that I think Azuri said is um, he even said it from the seventies. 
Another thing that was used in the seventies or early seventies was was um, aluminium cable. Yeah, so just, near, just near me in Nottingham, there's an estate called the Footballers Estate. It's all named after the footballers that played the nineteen sixty six World Cup final. It started being built in nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy. I remember that because I know the night Cup finals in sixty six, and that's when aluminium cable was most used. So if you ever find aluminium cable. You can remember that. It's from 1969 to 1971. And that stuff, if you come across that, the insulation on it's pretty good. But you try and re-terminate that bastard, it just snaps all over yeah. the place. No. New, the new colour came out in 1st of April 2004. Jesus. Oh, was that was that when it came out? Or was that when it was mandatory for use? Oh, see, that's different. Because obviously, I think I think the first time I saw Nico was about 2002. I think he started coming in. I can't remember, but I've done a lot of drugs since then. So, what would I know what day it is? You know what I mean? It was a Tuesday, though. But yeah, 2004 is a good date to put in your. These are great dates to write in the side of your regs book so you can age things like this. Aluminium cable, 969.71, different colours, 2004. We are very boring tonight. <laughs> What's I this? think I've got a podcast. I've got to use to doing actual electrical content that I forgot that this is just pure bants. No, but I tell you what, that green goo is a is a funny thing because when you see it, you do like maybe that'd be fine for another ten years. Maybe it will. But who wants to live in a house yeah. where your your cables are oozing out green goo? You know, for mechanics as to you, yeah, mate. You know the brakes in your car, the uh, the stuff they make the brake pipes out of is melting. You'd be like, shut up, you mug, and you'd fucking go to another mechanic, wouldn't you? And when we tell a customer about green goo, they automatically assume we're bullshitting them for cash. I showed them. I showed them. I got them up there. I was like, look uh, at this. To be like, fair, you've, always this. Got, you've always got the IT website for that, which is good. Yeah, no, I am. Um, no, I showed them straight away. I was like, I know this sounds mad, but you've got green goo. And she was like, what? I was like, your house is oozing goo out of the electrics. Let me show you. And it and literally was dripping out of the cable. That's how bad just, it was. Just for audio viewers, Mark the Spark Allison, bit of big brains parked up and say it's it's carcinogenic. I, I read it was low toxicity green goo. Um in an NRC guide it says you can clean it up and IR test and monitor, but that was twenty years ago. So obviously that twenty years ago it started showing itself. But if you're getting it now in twenty twenty five, I'd say time's up, mate, you need to get a rewire. Yeah, I I'm not like like I said to him, is they're cool. But the best thing they can do, even if they don't do it with me, get an ICR and find out how bad the damage is. Get an ICR, some shyster will sign it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not, even, see, it's not even for the certificate. It's for the how bad is it? Do you know what I mean? Is it on? Is it on the sockets? Is it on? Is it just upstairs on that one circuit? Do you but, know what I mean? The is like you've offered some sound advice. There. You've not only said to him, get an inspection test done. But get another third party that's not me to do it so you can prove it. And now you can get some shyster who comes and tests it, gives them a certificate for 25 years. They'll think everything's fine. No, I've got my guy. I've got my guy going there. He's going to do the AICR. I'm actually going to do it with him because that leads me on to another subject. But I want to do the news first before we get into the next subject. Well, just do anything in any order we feel like nowadays. I right? know it's gone. It's gone to pot already. It's because of my mic and stuff. It's driving me mad. This is why. Why you weren't here? I did say to everyone. I says we, we, we've got a really good lineup of guests this month. In fact, for the next six weeks. So we did a soft launch because studios moved and stuff, and it's all gone to shit. So yeah, sorry if you haven't listened to this short audio viewers. Well, at least I've got my lights up. Um, 
for audio Listen, viewers are loving that. Big news for electricians. A tax reduction mm. for sparks. This was last year's news, but I thought it was pertinent because we didn't cover it last year. So there's a tax uh, reduction, a 5%, there's 5% VAT rather than 20% VAT on energy saving products. So like solar panels and stuff like that and um, power walls. But uh, batteries you know are going zero. On? Do you know what it's not on? EV chargers. Yeah, because they're not power saving, are they? They're power wasting. They're using more power. Well, we could be burning fossil fuels. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. People think, oh, look, I'm saving the planet with my EV. Yank. Yeah, because it's burning gas somewhere. So, also, batteries are going to 0%, aren't they? Zero VAT. Home batteries, Mark will park what's in the comments in a minute. Home batteries are going to be zero VAT from, I think it's February, is it? April? Oh, are they? Yeah, so if you I'm just reading my bit of news. Dan um, and Dan or, Dan or Mark Popper, that. But yeah, if you're going to pipe up and it's going to be zero batteries, so that could increase the battery market sales. However, if you knock the VAT off, it's not a 20% discount. It's 16.6% discount. Remember that. Also, uh, you can claim back. So that uh, one of the things is you can claim back uh, training courses. So if you do a 2391 like myself, um, or you do like an EV uh, training course, you can claim it back as an expense. I thought that was always that's always been an expense, hasn't it? Mate, I'm only repeating what I heard. Also, um, all that is trade skills for poo and other big, massive, shit-ass training companies. I hear that a lot of the green courses, green courses. Made up bollocks. Um, yeah, made up green courses, bollocks, ones that save the baby seals. I hear a lot of them are going to be heavily subsidised by the government. Nah. I'm not sure if that's for untrained people who want to come and rob yeah. our work, but if, if there is that available for Sparkies and you do want to upscale, might worth looking into. But obviously, be we've, been it, we've been here before, weren't we? The solar buzz a few, like 10 years ago, got mopped up by bottom feeding big companies, rent roofs and all that. Is it going to happen again? It doesn't seem to be as bad this time around. The sole trader, small business can, can compete, but it's still a big outlay stuff in it. So, Choose you trade wisely, kids. All that's going to happen with with this energy saving stuff, and you're seeing it with um heat, air source heat pumps. The big boys are just going to get involved because it's another revenue stream for them, and they do it. They'll be able to buy. They'll be able to buy the stuff cheaper because they're buying yeah. it in bulk. They're going to be able to install it for cheaper than anyone else can because they're going to have halfwits trained in just doing that one thing, pretending yeah. they're electricians installing. Uh, air source heat pumps and and stuff like that for like octopus energy allegedly and we're now doing it yeah and and yeah so it's going to knock the ass out of it for everyone because they're just coming around do it for 15 quid and everyone else is charging a thousand pound what is for certain and i will be touching on this in the year no doubt is um unlike the last solar rush the last solar gold rush of 10 years ago 2000 someone will tell me way longer than that about 2005 2006 yeah it was yeah that first time solar become worth putting on your roof, but not quite. You sort of because the, the feeding tariff made it worth it, but it weren't actually worth it. That time round, it was a buzz. This time, obviously, solar and batteries are here to stay. And yes, they are. Yeah, solar and batteries now are part of electric installations. All we're going to see is them become more and more intertwined with the 18th edition libraries, whatever it is. Everyone's going to have solar panels and, and battery storage. That's just the way it's going. Um, so you're wise to get into it, but again. It's going to get mopped up by the big firms initially, but eventually it'll be like fitting a downlight. It'll just be something that Sparky does while we're there or fitting a shower. So maybe if you're at my maybe, age... Maybe, but I do to, think... But... It, 
no, I do think it's going to be like a retrofitting thing that is going to get mopped up by the big companies. Oh, yeah, for now. But if if anyone listening to this now is a 17-year-old apprentice, when you're my age or when you're in your 30s, just when you go to a house, it'll be a full rewire. Do you want a new battery and solar wire? Right? Or are they okay? That's what it's going to be like. It's just standard now. It's just a thing. That's what you're getting. Do you think That's so? the way it's going. I, I mean, it's not there yet, is it? I mean, not every rewire gets solar, but another five years, standard. But it's you can't blame thing. the big companies like Octopus and that for doing it because, one, they'll do it. They'll have a great... Um, well, I'll call it a feed-in tariff. It's not called that. They'll have a, If you go with them, you'll get an extra... I don't know two p off of your your ta- on 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 your exports and two p off your import and stuff like that and you're and like it'll be a blinding deal for the customer, but yeah. for guys installing solar and stuff like that, it's going to be a harder slog in ten years time. Definitely, there's, there's all there's always been this. There's there's always going to be big companies that do it cheaper, but some people always know that you'll get a good reputable local firm. For example, if you want a fire alarm installed in a commercial property. And you want an open protocol firearm you can maintain by anyone, you've got to go down something like, I don't know, Kentech or um, there's another one. Yeah. And they're going to charge you, say, 30 grand. If you go to ADT, allegedly, they're going to put you a fire alarm in for next to nothing. But that fire alarm is only ever maintainable by them. ADT, yeah. Honeywell, all that. And they'll bum you for the next 30 years, allegedly, for the service and the maintenance to get their money back. So, that's always going to exist as a concept in the electrical trade. Certainly cars now. You can't tinker with the brakes when you drive, can you? So just be aware that the little person locally... Even like on a Mercedes, a deal. you can't swap the battery without having the computer to say you're swapping the battery. <laughs> Mad. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, also, that's it's going. also the, the Class 4 tax is going from 9% to 8%. So a saving of 1%. Um, is that the old um, what's it called? Not PAYE. No, that's no, national insurance. Was... That's national insurance. No, it's not. It's class four. I don't yeah, know what that means. National insurance. National class insurance. Class so self-employed tax. He said. If you're self-employed, national insurance is voluntary, or well, they call it voluntary contribution. Yeah, but well, it, it used to be. It's not as voluntary as they make out it is, and certainly when you're older, when you go and get your pension, I think my manager do it. He had to pay like about eight grand to get his pension increased by a certain amount because he not paid them all. So. Not as voluntary as it sounds, but wherever they take the tax, they're going to grab it back somewhere, aren't they? Um. So, yeah, that's that for the uh, big tax Lend announcement me. for tradesmen. Um. <clears throat> also, have you heard of the app called ARMD? Armed? Well, yeah. Is that, I have heard of armed, but I'm not sure in what, what context. So what it does is um, it catalogues your tools. Um, so you can register your inventory with AM ARMD, and then you can use a tracker and all that sort of stuff that's all provided by the app. They're an alarm, they're an alarm company, aren't they? Yes, and they provide they an app so you can catalogue it all. Now they've just teamed up with Trustmark, so that's a government organization to make it a little bit more legit. So it's probably quite a good thing if you've got tool insurance to have ARMD as well. Because if you can catalog so, it and it goes on with Trustmark, when you come to having, uh, when your tools get robbed, because they will get robbed at some point, you've got a catalog of all your tools there and it's backed up by Trustmark, you've got a better chance of getting a payout on your tools with that than you have if you just say, well, I had £8,000 worth of tools in there when you had two as, screwdrivers. 
as you know, you've nicked this news off me, you asshole. Um, because I said I've started looking to insurance for a future episode, and they want to know what you've got. They want to see a list. Now it's great. I'm not knocking arm. They're a business. They're trying to make money. They sell alarms. Yeah, I'm not saying the training. Oh, they do but... tool insurance as well. Aaron says. Yeah, they do. They do what they do. The whole lot, right? But what I'm saying is, right, is, and this is the whole podcast on its own. Yeah, is how you store your data. So. Get an Excel spreadsheet. I've literally ordered today 1,000 asset labels. You know the serial number labels that say property of your company? So as I take it to my new office, you may notice that I'm moving. I'm going to stick that sticker on it and put it on the spreadsheet. And then I'm going to photograph it. So the spreadsheet will have a number, what it is, what it does, how much it's worth. And there'll be a picture of it. I'm going to store that on my cloud slash laptop. So if it gets nicked, I've got the, the list. But putting it in a third-party app, if they go bust, that information's gone. So just be aware of that. I'm not knocking well, I'm the pretty idea. Sure, I know this is your this is your thing, but I'm pretty sure with these third party apps, you can export that information. Not if they've gone bust, it's gone. <laughs> it's stuck on some server. But say you paid. say every now and again you export that information, it's there, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not gonna ever say yeah, but what I am saying is Microsoft ain't going bust. And yeah, but what you're saying, what the difference between this and your fucking crappy Excel spreadsheet is simply this is an app that is backed by the government that you've got way more chance of getting a payout easier with this app, I would have thought, than you would with Jamie's wanky spreadsheet. You're better off with a spreadsheet, mate. I, I, I'm not I'm not knocking armed you. I'm not gonna go. But how can on. how can you be if that's got way more legitimacy because it's backed by the government? So when that no, insurance company it's not, it's not. That's like saying I'm backed by the government because I work I pay HMRC. They're not backed by no one, it's savvy marketing. No, it's they just teamed up with Trustmark. Trustmark. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, Trustmark are a government organization. It doesn't, it just means it means they've got a refund policy and a complaints policy. That's what Trustmark means. Trustmark but... means You've got a refund. But do you see what I'm saying, there. though? But do you see, like, it legitimizes their product. So when when the insurance company go, well, have you got proof you had your eight grinders what's and 15 hammer drills? I can't express enough here. What's more legitimate than your own pictures taken in your own establishment, kept on your own data stream with your own Excel spreadsheet than some fucking app? Because the insurance company going to go, oh, well, we don't believe Maybe you. not. Got- they, the insurance company's going, I don't right. know, you've got eight hammer drills and 15 impacts. So if you've got ARMD, they have got a piece of software that is designed for their insurance company to pay you it's out. It's a fucking Excel spreadsheet. That's all it is. It's just backbones Excel spreadsheet. But it's got if more you, weight to it than your fucking, fucking crappy if you take a picture, of, If you take a picture of a drill on the carpet of your fucking porch... And you go, that's my porch carpet. That proves that drill was there at a certain time and that you were in your possession. Some fucking third party out where the servers in fucking Guatemala and they go bust one day and it's gone. Why does everyone want an app to do everything from nowadays? Why can't people just cut on their own shit? Like, no, but you're missing where, my point. Where... I'm not saying your idea isn't legitimate. What I'm, I'm saying not, yeah. is it's better to have a thing that is designed by an insurance company. To get paid out, of course it is. Not, they are not an insurance company. They are a broker for a start. Well, they sell, and they are selling, all right, it's all just right, marketing you know bullshit. I mean. It's pure I mean. marketing bullshit. It's marketing bullshit. It's like training fires marketing bullshit. I, I looked at them today, telling them the truth there. This fucking offices are at WeWork. They haven't even got the fucking own office. All of these startups How and rude. apps. All of these startups and apps. 
There are a lot of bullshit marketing, yeah? If you just got Excel, which is used by every single massive Fortune 5, every Fortune 500 organization, every company on the stock market, do you know what they use? Excel, Word, OneDrive, their own servers maybe. All you've got options that, yeah? If you've got a picture of your carpet, that picture will get the metadata of when it was taken, what the condition of the drill was, and they'll go, metadata, big words now, motherfucker. They'll look at that and go, yeah, you had that drill. That drill was worth £150 that day. We'll give you 75 because that was two years ago. And you go, yeah. And then some of the stuff you go, oh, that drill was broken. I didn't even have that anymore. And you'll go down your own list of everything you've ever owned. Say, well, I had that. That was in there. That was in there. That weren't. That weren't. It's easy. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you make a very good point. And I do concede that that is a very legitimate way of doing it. However, if I get tool insurance through ARMD, yeah? And I'll yeah. get tool insurance and I'll use that app. You best believe I'm getting paid out for everything on that app. Whereas you might no. not because they'll be able well, to contest well, no. it. No, no, I'm not. I'm allegedly not fucking saying about AOMD yet, but I have currently got six tool companies' terms and conditions that I need to read through. Because I know one of them says your tools aren't insured in your van after nine o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning. I don't know which one it is yet, but I know one of them is, yeah? I'm putting a lot of research into the insurance episode because I don't want to get sued. But yeah, what they tell you on their advertising, I know they should be able to believe it, it's not what it happens in reality, yeah? I put a post on LinkedIn, go on my LinkedIn, it's still there. And the comments I had about tool theft and insurance, some of them are good. Some stories are good, don't get me wrong. There's some, there some decent people that got paid out a reasonable amount for the tools they had, yeah? Some of them got done in no tell. I think it might be Mark Allison, allegedly, don't quote me on this, it might be Mark Allison, yeah. Mark says, his van got turned over an hotel, his insurance he had, didn't cover hotel storage. I wonder who's going to bury it in some small print. So, yeah, it's a big thing I'm looking into at the minute. Um, but the, the facts are, security starts with you. You've got a list that you keep safe. If you turn around when they go, I've been robbed. All the ex-tool insurance company with me up have gone bankrupt. Where's my list of tools? I ain't got it. As long as you took it, if you if you use absentee back it up, then great. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't use the the formatting stuff, but always keep your own records. Anyone in business, like I'm growing myself, yeah. There's a great book called The Streetwise Subby. The Streetwise Subby I talk about all the time about I'm going in business. Yeah, first paragraph: records, records, records. That's what will save you. I don't disagree, and I do concede the argument on that. I just think that. It, I do think that, uh, do you know what mate the first I'm not time saying it's you about might that, right? no you might have won. no 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 no, no I'll tell you why because it is marketing bullshit isn't it if it suits you to type it onto the app then you can download it as a spreadsheet or a database whatever yeah but what I just want to tell everyone yeah is every quoting app every database app every website that stores something for you every piece of business software at the end of the day at its core is an Excel or an access database that's all it is. Every website is a database of pictures and words. And if you learn to use those fundamental things like Excel and Access, you'll always be able to do those things. If you rely on apps, you'll always be on apps. It's, it's just cheating. That's my opinion, not less the opinion of this podcast. But um, it will help you better in life. All the big companies use Excel. Everyone right. uses Excel. It's what makes it all go around. I've got a question for you. And this is the next bit of software. Uh, this is the next bit of um, news. Why have I gone all slow? 
I don't know. Have you had a stroke? Is your brain? Is your uh, one side of your face like that? Ah. I, I feel like I feel like I'm in a constant state of stroke. Right, this is local <laughs> to me. Uh, local to Church University has upgraded its student accommodation alarm systems via the implementation of IoT connected smart home sensors from ICO. What is IoT? It's the Internet of Things. What's that mean? So it's like a mesh network local to you. So, um, for example, Shelley could be classed as IoT. So it won't be like, it won't be alarm systems like fire alarms can't be IoT. They have to be hardwired. But say you've got a load of sensors. And this the is sensors an alarm can... system. No, it, it won't be a fire alarm system. All and right, if it, it is, says it's a fire alarm want... system, bro. Well, if it is, you don't want to sleep in those old residents. Look, <laughs> the fire alarm systems in, in UK domestic premises. Canterbury Christchurch University sought to upgrade all of its fire and smoke alarm systems to a category LD1. This is the highest level of protection that includes alarm coverage in all areas where fire could start. Alongside Call the fire up. detection, ICO's home link connected home solution. I think what they said, they probably got, I'll have to look into it allegedly, but um, hardwired systems suit me for fire alarms. I like to know the fire alarm's going to go off. I like to know it's wired up. Internet of Things is anything that's in your house, like Hive is Internet of Things. It produces a, a, a data stream, like the temperature in your living room, and it feeds it to you for you to use for other things as well. That's the old part of the things bit. Does that make sense? I do, it does make sense, but I love the fact that you think you know, but then you're wrong. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't trust wireless, wireless fire alarms. It always, oh, what shall we do? Hardwire a fire alarm is going to last 25 years, or should we do a Wi-Fi mesh one? Well, but what about me. this? What if it says that it's got like a little beacon going out, and the second the Wi-Fi fails on it, it picks up on the central thing and it says, right, that's gone down. I bet it does that. So it, it could be fail-safe, couldn't it? So that means to be fail-safe, it needs to sound the alarm and evacuate everyone and the network goes down. Don't get me wrong, there are Wi-Fi systems that are good, but a student or a resident having a Wi-Fi system, I'd love to look, look into it, but some some wireless things are good. Some IoT things are great. Temperatures, right. non-essential commands, but fire alarm. Ugh. Right. Well, that is the end of the news today. Um, well, I'm glad because that was hard work. No, why was it? It's good news. I, I really enjoyed that. There's some I other news. About... Like, look, look, listen to this. Uh, Shaluk, your favourite uh, company. I'm ripping Former off favorite. professional electricians' news today. Fluke announces major expansion of premium care support packages for industrial tools. No one cares. The thing with Fluke is, right, and I, I don't want to sound all shoving on this, and I'll, I'll cite my sources, is AVE on, on YouTube. Is, um, Fluke were a very good Tesco company. They still remain a, a good Tesco company. They produce some very good bits of equipment, yeah. However, they were bought out by an investment company about six years ago, and they started their slow demise into shite of like, let's sell people things they've already got. Let's make software things expire and all that kind of stuff. And it did come with a T6 voltage tester. They start trying to resell us things we've already got. So, yeah, unfortunately, while their products of legacy are solid bits of kit, um, they have been bought by an investment company. We all know, we all know where that goes. By Chevron, allegedly. And on that note, it's the end of the news. Now, let's get into some uh, exciting developments. So, Jamie, I know you're busting to talk. You are officially not quite yet, but you are officially signed, sealed and delivered New, uh, newly solo. 
Uh, well, no, I'll leave. So we're going to talk about some more now. It's getting nearer. There's a good lineup this month. It, it, don't tell anyone it's business month. It is business month. It is it? business month. It's business month. Although this podcast is to be ignored because it's just a slow start. But yeah, um, I am what am I now? The twenty-four days away from a notice going from a, from the end the end of my. Employment. And how do you feel about that? Are you excited? Um, yeah, I don't get excited about stuff to be honest. But um I am But you I get am... excited about sleeping in the bivouac with a load of your army buddies. Obviously, I love firing blanks, but um, I am ex- I am getting excited, but the problem is I'm also getting a bit nervous because there's not gonna be there's not gonna be money at the end of the month, is there? So you I don't what? tend to get excited. I'm a very negative thinking person, as you may have noticed. I always look at the bad things because if I aren't out those I can contract the good things. But um yeah, the money's not gonna be there. So that's gonna be fun for a few months, but yeah, I am. I've got to be am... honest with you, that is a that is a really terrible thing, and it's something. So I haven't earned any money until today since the last week of December. Fucking out. So I, I, I'm ready to go, right? But from the end of this month, all the work I do on the side for my company, because I've, I've had, my company's been running the background. It's been running the background for twenty years. While I've been employed since before, just before COVID, I've kept my own company running. So um, at the minute, like I do a bit of design on the side, a bit of consulting, I do the football. And that provides about, it's done like between 10 to 40 grand a year for the past five years, which is a nice bit on the side, isn't it? But yeah. from the end of the month, it's not a bit on the side. It's just it's just the income. That's it. It ceases to be a bit on the side at the end of the month. So it's not worrying. I'm not scared. I could always go and get a job, but I am a bit nervous. I'm, I'm pondering. I start thinking about things more, if that makes sense. I don't get don't get excited or nervous, but I start thinking about things a bit more. See, for What's me, gonna happen? there is nothing more exciting than the fact that this year is going to be is like um is like a massive, drastic change of a year for me. I'm one hundred percent on my own now. I'm not going back into subbing. I do not want to go back into it. I have no intention of going back into it. I've got all my, I've got all my, uh, all my uniform made. I'm good to go. I've got everything sorted out. I've got my two three nine one booked. Uh, I've got my nape um, coming. I am going full steam ahead. I'm just going to single minded focus on that now because the- I just want that freedom, and it really the is one- freedom. Oh, sorry. The one problem you've got is, and let this be a twenty one, yeah, um, because we're doing business all month, and I'm doing some business content on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Is I'm going on my own. I, I've said this on a video this week on Instagram, yeah. I'm established, but you'll see around me. You can see me now, look, yeah. There's, there's tools all over this guy's because I'm at the minute I'm putting the band back together, yeah, making sure all my tools and shit are order, yeah, finding all the stuff, putting it all in the right box and all that kind of stuff. Outside, I've got a brand new transit van, so I'm not worried about that. I own that. And the company owns that. I've got a credit card machine. I've got paperwork. I've got IT. I've got... I couldn't hit the ground anymore running Yeah, I've got all my systems in Excel and Word. I've got all my documentation. I've got three laptops that all run all the right software. All my data gears here. There's like 100 lid here to a box. There's the grand sort of data gear in there. Yeah? So I'm not starting afresh, but I'm still a little bit like... I've still spent a lot of money. Like the other day, yesterday, I signed a lease on an office for £350 a month for a year. Because I can't do this podcast from this garage anymore because it's where my tools are going to get sorted out. I've also got a unit, like a workshop type thing where I can store stuff. That's 
£285 a month. Been paying that for the past five years. So now already I've got £285 a month at the unit because I need somewhere with the work I do. An office at £350 a month. The van's going to need paying for now. Um, it's going to be driving around. There's going to be no like freebies off work, a little bit of driving it on fuel there. So I do, even I feel with all this stuff around me, all these tools that I don't need to buy, that it's all going out. It's like it's like a bucket with an hole in the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I've had this for the last uh, couple of months. We had a good few months before Christmas. Christmas has been very difficult in terms of just watching your bank account go. Mm. It's just it's brutal. So I I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm really excited because for me this is new. Um, it adds a new challenge because the devil makes idle work for devil makes work for idle hands. Hands. So and for me that's the worst thing that can happen to me. I get depressed. I get destructive, and I become a complete knob cheese. So I'll tell you what I've done. I'll tell you what I've done right. I've got I bought. Um... And I, 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 this is a prime example, yeah, of being over busy with work. Well, unless so, I bought um, Electrical and M, Modcore Soft Electrical and M, yeah. Really good. I've not even I've not even opened it, mate. Not even looked at it, right? I paid eight hundred pounds for it over two months ago. I've not even opened it. So, the office I'm getting, right? And this is I've heard this said by like you know the motivational bollocks things you get. I've heard this said by them, yeah. I'm gonna set my office up before the end of the month. Get the podcast set moved down there first. Get my office moved down there first, yeah, and get my paperwork up to date. And then after the end of this month on the 31st, every day that I haven't got any work, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to get down to office for 8 o'clock. And I'm not going to leave there till 4. And I'm going to act like I work there, like it's an office that I work for. And I'm going to crack open that Modcore soft bit of software and I'm going to absolutely learn to smash that. I'm going to get my regs book out in the afternoon and just refresh myself on that. And I've got like, you know the things you get rusty on? I'm going to do those things. I'm going to go down to the office and go, right, two hours on, on the software two hours on a bit of PLC software, an hour on the regs book, and I'm going to act like that's a job, and I'm going to go down there every fucking day and keep myself busy like that. Then when the work comes in, I'll go, right, can't do that today, go and do something else. Because otherwise, I'd sit in my ass eating quavers and wanking all day. So I've got to leave like I've got a job. Sorry to say that out loud. That was just in my head, I thought. But yeah, I can't just sit here. These tools will be tied up and ready to go. The van will be ready to go. The paperwork's ready to go, but... I've got some filling jobs for when I am going to be sat around. So I'm going to be sat around. You know what's really funny about that? I spent uh, all of last week. I had no work last week. So I spent all of last week doing stuff to prepare for when the work comes in. So mm -hmm. I had all my tools out, sorted all my tools out, went out and bought all new bits for my bits boxes. So I'm ready yeah, yeah. prepared, like new Wagos and stuff, but they ain't cheap. Um, just sorted out all my stuff, bought new T-shirts, got them all printed and uh, printed up, bought new trousers, um, sorted out my shed for all my paperwork stuff. You know, I've just been doing exactly the same thing. And You've got to speculate to accumulate, and yeah, you can't just go out and buy some nice gear when I get a job. You won't get a job if you walk around there in an old pair of jeans nowadays. You've got to look right. You've got to have the invoice yeah, ready do. to go, the card, card machine ready to go, yeah, and all that. No point setting up, a, no point going, I ain't got any cash, and you still there going, I wish I had a car machine. Then, then go to get it one. Some up takes a couple of hours to uh, get sent to you the next day. You can go right, buy them at a tool station now. Oh, can you? Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Something I've learned. But yeah, get them sorted out beforehand. But like the podcast, I can't keep coming in this garage and doing the podcast from the corner of my garage. Now I've got tools to mess around with after work. So, so I've, I've had got... to go and spend that money. So, so yeah, I've got it's... two announcements. Number one, right? Excuse last me, week, 
this is what happens. Like, if I'm bored, I'll start doing stuff that, you know, just getting carried could, away could, with myself. Could, could, be good, could be good or bad, though. Well, no, this is good. I booked my 2391 with uh, the Maidstone Electrical Academy. So I've, I've booked that. Now, I am bricking it because I'm not that smart. And it's a tough course. So I've actually also spoke to a local spark around here who's actually my mate we share a lot of work and i'm going to be going with him doing eicrs from now on just like if he gets an eicr i'm going to just go and drop in on it with him to learn my testing get my head around it all really immerse myself in it so i'm going to be doing testing two or three days a week now um and i'm just i like honestly I'm really excited what, 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 to do what, it. What more could you do? What, what, what more, how more positive could you be? All right, fair one. Like, what, can I, what can you say? I'm excited apart to do it. What, apart from watching the 2391 four-part course on Elect Apprentice 121 featuring me, Mark Allison and Craig Boost, which is obviously essential viewing, essential viewing for doing it, what more can you do to get the handle experience and knowing your way around the box? Watching but, that but course like you said, did, But like you said just now, when I've got downtime... I'm not going to be sitting in, in, in indoors watching remote control car videos on YouTube. I'm going to be in here watching 2391 uh, videos because yeah. my my, my uh, test is on, well, my course starts on March the 18th. So, so that's your, your shed is your space, is it? That's your workspace now. It's everything. So like, yeah. So like I've had, because I've been working for someone, I've been running a bit of a business on the side. I've been happily running my business from the alcove of a bedroom. But now I'm going serious. I've got to make it serious. So there'll be no like more fucking out there going getting tea and toast. It's going to be like, right, if you're not doing out and it's in work time, let's do something for work. Like, let's yeah, move so things, like, let's eight, push eight things four, forward. To eight till four, you need to be doing this shit. You yeah, need to because be working. Even if it's not earning money, you need to, like you say, if you're not earning, you're learning. And that's what you've got to do. Do work-related things, yeah. Right, what can I be doing? Is there anything I could be tweaking up before I get any work? Or could I be ringing around like your spreadsheet shit, ringing around people, yeah? I am the age of it now. I will sit up in front of my computer. The other night, uh, my accountant messaged me and says, your back quarter's due. It's got to be in by today. Sat there. So that's the weekend. So I need your books by Friday. This was on Wednesday. So a message says, I'll bring them you tomorrow. Then I realised I've not done them. So I had to fucking sit in front of the computer, print out all the invoices on Wednesday night. Then I was working all day Thursday. So a message says, I'll bring me Friday morning because I had put them together and I put together six months books on Thursday night in about two hours. And I did that because I had to. If that had been a normal day, me sat in my computer upstairs, that would have took me eight hours because I just tossed it off. I'd have gone and got tea and toast and fucking watched a bit of tele. And you were in the background on YouTube. But because the pressure was there, there was a little bit of pressure, I got them done. And I think the fact that I've got to go down to my office now I'm away from my house. And I want to get back. When I go down there, I set myself an achievable target. I do it. I come home. That, this is why. Uh, this is why I have my shed. I know it's not yeah. quite the same. It just no, means it is, though. I, it is. I can lock the door. Amanda mm. knows if I'm in here, don't bother me. Um, Harper's at school, so that's sweet. So if I'm in here, I'm working and I'm just fanning about in it. Like there's no, there's nothing I can sort of get distracted on apart from I don't know. Pornhub, but outside of that, I'm sweet. <laughs> Obviously, gets born after four or five hours. I don't get wanking. But there's also another announcement I've got, and you're probably not going to be at all interested in this. Well, I I'm don't. Doing the... I'm doing announcements soon because I want. I feel like I can be left out on the announcement scale. 
I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I think it's dumb. Right? And by the end of uh, by the end of uh, January, everyone's fucked it off. So what I always do is I start a training program in February the first. So I'm going to put together a fitness challenge, a fitness and lifestyle challenge. Stop! You're ruining the future podcast. Mm -mm. <laughs> I put together a fitness. Why don't you tell me this? A fitness and lifestyle challenge for one month that everyone can take part in, and and we're going to set some goals, and we're going to try and get uh, drop some drop some weight, get fit, and change our lifestyles for one month in <sighs> February. You're a dick. You've ruined the future podcast. What? <laughs> no, not really. Well, I'll go. I'll let the cat out of the bag. Um, Someone who's coming on, who I won't name because it's obviously part of the surprise, uh, they're going to set up a Strava group because I was speaking to said person who said about getting the fitness back. I used to be really fit. I could, I, uh, when I was, before COVID, I was particularly fit um, with the army shit. And someone mentioned it the other day and I said, oh, we ought to get a, a Strava group going for Sparkies because we're all loners. We come to these podcasts and stuff to have a chit chat with each other. So in a podcast that I think's next week, we're going to set up with that person a Strava group so that we can all compete with each other if we want to. No, kind of friendly. I do running and shit. This is so, no, this no, is going to be. Wrong, but... This is going to be get off your couch, ice bath, and do something. No, not ice baths. It's going to be something that I haven't done before because I used to do this before on the podcast. I used to always have. Oh like, yeah, a... I think I've seen it. So we're going to do one this year. So whoever wants to get in, um, let's do it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be doable, but it's gonna be hard. Like oh, I like to challenge myself. I don't want it to be easy. It's gonna be really hard, more mentally hard than it is physically hard, and that really set that's really sets apart the men from the boys, doesn't it? And there's gonna be a strive group for anyone that wants to compete with mm. other sparkers. Yay! Oh, well, it's just everyone needs a little push because like we're all loners. Like if we all lived on the same street who watch this podcast, if the if the sixty nine people, fucking Jesus Christ. They're in the chat. If we all live on the same street and we go, let's get fit. Or if I live near the lads I'm in the army with, I go come running, but I live on my own in a little town. I've got no one to go running with with the rooks like, looking like an escape mental yeah, I don't need so, no one to go running with. I don't need I no do, one I, to help I me. do. I need I'm a little hard. I like to I like a little bit of competition, a little push. So I do that. I'm double hard. I just do what I want have you, when I want. Have you done all your announcements now or what? I have. So how do you feel? I come prepared this week. You clearly didn't. Um, you ain't even crying. got this going on. I'm crying inside. You ain't even got that going on. Got flashing lights. Right. Boom. I'm Boom. the backtrack. Something we said. Boom. Um, you Boom. Boom. Right, you ain't even got that. <laughs> 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 I would say mine is better. But, um, you don't get that, all the viewers. Uh, we got, we've got. really got 10 minutes to fill here. 67 people are watching this in the chat, which is really good for something. Thank you very much. I know there's nothing better to do apart from watch out there, a touch of frost. I'm going to backtrack a bit. First of all, I've got I a really sore first throat, thing. man. Shit. You've probably got COVID. Oh, I said it now. First of all, yeah, um, everyone that came in on the Christmas episode, cheers. We, uh, we really enjoyed it, didn't we? We both agreed we really enjoyed it. It was really it, fun and it was something very different. Um, we learned a lot doing it, though. We did. We learned a lot doing it, and we're thinking about doing that every three months that possibly won't form a normal podcast, 
but just like a bit of a get together. Although for audio viewers, it might have been like a bit, or people watching after it might have been a bit slow at the time. It was fun next time because didn't know what was happen. But we're the first people to do it again, and we're going to have a double on that. And uh, something hit me quite hard when I watched it back. Right, I'm not even not not joking. Right, I think possibly for a long time, I've been a bit of a snob about being not intentionally, but being an apprentice trained four year sparky. Yeah, and was it Joe? Who was on? The guy from working in London? Yeah. I think it was Joe. Or Joe or Dan. Was it Joe? I think it's Dan. I think Don't it's Dan. Yeah. Not, not, the, not the Irish guy that was smuggling diesel across the board every day, making a fucking fortune. I think it was Dan, yeah? Who was doing like an hour and a half craft every day into London, put himself for all his training and all that. Um, well, what I've got... What, what, yeah, you did as well, but I just don't like you. <laughs> what I've got to appreciate now is that... Um, we, the, 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 the trade's changing. Like the four the four year apprenticeships are dead. And I, I just Well, they are and they're not. They're just really well, hard yeah, to come by. But if you if a... you miss a window between say seventeen to well, sixteen to eighteen, if you miss that window, you ain't like to get an apprenticeship then becomes ten times harder. Yeah. And then and like... after every year it gets ten times harder every year on from there. If you're a five-day wonder spark, you some things you're electrician after five days yet. You know what I mean? I don't hate you, but you're not really. This isn't really what we're aimed at yet. But what I've got to preaching now is that we are here for traditional sparkies, the four-year apprentice trained yet. But also, if you have trained yourself and put yourself through college and you're grafting like that to get the experience every day, yeah, I, I need to appreciate that that's some of our listeners and that's who we speak for now as well. So which I is want new to on me. Something quickly. If you, so there's a lot, this is going to take a little minute. So bear with me. When you do your electrical qualification, so you go out and you go, right, I'm going to become an electrician. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. I'm 24 years old. I want to become an electrician. And you go on trade skills for you, allegedly. And (laughs) you do one of their courses and it takes you five days. And you're like, well, in a week I could be an electrician. Sweet. We'll do that. And then you come out the other side and you don't know what you're doing. You've got these qualifications, but you're a div, right? You don't know what you're doing. You're an electrical div. And then you go, then you try and walk around like a victim. Oh, it's not my fault. I was misled. I should be an electrician. It's not my fault. I paid eight grand for a five-day course. Well, guess what? It's entirely your fault. Because when I become an electrician, I saw these five-day things. And I went, oh, I can be an electrician in five days. Then I read it and realised, well, I don't think so. And then I spoke to some electricians. And they was like, stay away from that, mate. I know. Is this not called due diligence? But this is it. And then I, I spoke to someone. And then I went to a college on open day. And I went and spoke to the tutors. And they broke it down for me. If you do our course, you'll do this, this, and this. And at the end, you'll get a gold card. And I was like, so I'll definitely get a gold card if I go with you. 100% you'll get a gold card if you do your exams and pass everything. You'll get a gold card. And I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. So if you go be an electrician and you think, I'll do a five-day course, but you don't know what a gold card is, then it's your fault. You're a div. And no, I don't feel sorry for you because you was missold because you didn't. Like, if you go and spend eight grand on a car and you buy a dud, that's your fault too. Yeah. Well, well, well I'll tell you what, I feel, I feel things here, right? It's like, it's called the Electrician's Podcast, but it's not just for electricians. But 
it's not for five-day wonder sparkers who want to do wank work. If you became a five-day wonder sparker and then realised you've been shagged and you want to better yourself, yeah, we're here for you. We'll support you. That's what we're all about. We're all about anyone's yeah. electrical trades. This for, for me, I've been getting constant messages about HV work and how to get into HV work, yeah. Which, although people who watch my Instagram think I might know a lot about it, I don't know a massive amount about it. So we are going to try our best to get an HV person on this podcast. So what I just want to make sure is the thing is, yeah, it is electrician's podcast by name, but if you are out there trying to do electrical work to a good standard and do it well, then we are going to try and support that. This, we're going to try and support that. Do you think it's possible? Do you think there's anyone in the world that could, who hasn't done any electrics, do a five-day course and be able to hold their own on a site? Well, there's always going to be one balance, isn't there? No, but you know like, I mean? try and think about there's it. Going to, going to be, well, some blokes sold. There's a bloke that sold the Eiffel Tower, isn't there? You know what I mean? The the blaggers, the 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 professional con artists, maybe they could pull it, but really technically in front of someone that knows what they're doing, probably it's not. not. Possible. Very, I don't think it's it's possible. not possible. I don't even but think yeah, he's um, a blagger. Dan, mate, Dan, I don't want to suck Dan off, but Dan, yeah, the yeah. guy who put himself through college. Driving an hour and a half into London every morning, then saying, oh, I'm working for £150 a day to get experience. Fair play to you, mate, yeah? Got a lot of time for you. And obviously, the longer you do that, the better off you'll earn. But I, when I listened to him back at the time, I was like, fucking hell. I listened back, I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy's doing some graft because he wants to be a sparker. And um, I've retrained. I have retrained in, in, in stuff. And uh, I don't want to... I think sometimes I might give the impression that I don't give a fuck about anyone but real sparkers. But I just want to make sure that we get across the new because times are changing. People are being chefs and going, fuck this, I want to be a sparker. So, I just um, can't stand it... those, I can't stand those geezers that do you a five-day think... course, yeah. they're really book smart, they know their regs, and they walk around telling you about shit, and you're like, I'll tell you what, dickhead, go and wire that two-way line and, and, and shut your mouth because you're winding me up. I cannot I stand think, it. I don't think there's many sparkers that I'm at that wouldn't, Explain something to someone, and obviously, I'm I'm doing. Oh, should, should I do with Bob Godfrey? I'm going to be doing a couple of days volunteering a month for Apprentice One to One, helping people out. Uh, I'm going to be delivering my own training. I tell you what, I would. I tell you what. Here's a story. I was working in Tesco's Hurley many years ago, um, and there was two Steves on site. One was cool. The other one was a bit of a dickhead, and he'd never done commercial work before. He had a gold card, but never done commercial work before. We was on, I don't know, saying like two hundred pound a day each. And he goes yeah. to me, Sam, can you teach me how to do um can you teach me how to do containment? And I was like, No. We're on two hundred pounds a day each. You took the job. I ain't here to teach you how to do shit. I ain't doing it. What if he knew something you didn't know though? Unlikely. Like pyro or something. Unlikely. Well uh, I don't know, but I, I think we I'm not teaching on... someone on site who's getting no, paid no, the not, same as me. Not, not subby. Well if they're in well, yeah, if you're right, then fear one. If they're getting paid the same as you, they should know what you know. But if you've got some improver there that's efficient improver, that's you should give them a crack. Let me tell you a fact, yeah? I, oh, I consider myself to be I a only, high level... I only help improvers who are at college. Fair enough. You got, you got, If you've got your own standards, great, but what I'm saying is, yeah, is, I'll tell you now, I know what the fuck I'm doing in a large amount of this trade, right? And I learned nothing off no one that weren't a sparker that had done, done, done it before me. Yeah. So, like, everything I know, someone's told me. Fact. 
So I want to make sure I tell people what I know. So like, I just want to get it across. Like, oh, for sure, it's good. Community's good in this trade. It's very good on Instagram. I think the electricity community is very, very good. I just want to get across that. Although we are the electricity podcast, we are there for everyone: electrical trainers, apprentices, even if you aren't no fucking fifty retraining like some madman from I'm RT not. or something. You might be. Oh. I'm not. I've got my. Own oh, yeah, yeah, I bet you fucking are, really. Nah. So nah. you're gonna call Prince one, one to do what? You're not gonna train the Prince to get some new outside. You're not gonna take him a new wing. You fucking love that. Yeah, but not. Uh, if, if I take an apprentice, it ain't to save the industry, it's to fill my pockets. Well, no, but everyone's selfish, aren't they? I, I used to show apprentices how to cut straight so they could cut my trunk in. That's what apprentices, that's what artisan trades are. The artisan trades, the younger you are, the more shit you do. Let me tell you something. If it don't benefit me this year, I ain't doing it. So if you've got to cut lengths of trunk on site, you're going to stand there and explain how to cut trunk in someone and get them to do it perfectly. So they cut your trunk in. But that benefits me, doesn't it? Exactly. But it always so, benefits, doesn't it? If no it don't what benefit, say, I ain't taking on an apprentice and, and for any other reason, it benefits last, me. Well, of course it benefits you. Obviously, there wouldn't be an existence of, 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 of apprentices, really. All, all apprentices benefit. No, what I'm saying is, I ain't helping no one unless it benefits me. Oh, here we go. Trying to be nice, then. Sam's just being a dick. Well, you've got to get us it, you Don't he ask me questions. That. I ain't helping no one. He's a fucking asshole, isn't he? But, um, but yeah, just don't. He's a fucking dick, Lord. He's just doing it because he, he lost the argument on databases, the dickhead. You will. You will. And obviously, I know you're a subway. You move fast. You keep low. But don't ask me shit. When you was on, when you're on the tools and you're getting paid by the hour, helping out the apprentices is seen as a good thing for your work. Like improves standards across the world. Yeah, but I'm not a subby anymore. Well, no, but I'm horses for courses, mate. If I go on a job and I'm on a price for three hundred fifty pound a day for three days, I'm not gonna stand there and tell them how something works, am I? But if I get employed by someone on on a certain amount per day. No matter what I do, I'm going to help people out more. But I'm my not, aim this year is to be more give them, give them if, advice. If you phone me or message me asking for advice, I ain't telling you. you this is me. the guy that will that will literally chain dial me, Mark Allison, Nick Bundy, and anyone else you can call to Save ask about a testing question. Sabo, yeah. He'll literally, he's got an hierarchy. I'm not sure who's first in the list, but he'll call those people in that you, hierarchy. because usually you answer there we the go. phone. Oh, and oh, then there, Nick. Oh, there you go. So he, he will chain down four people who are respected electricians to get an answer, but don't want to dish out himself. What a fucking dick. But it benefits you to talk to me. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it doesn't, but the thing is, I will... Why wouldn't you want to talk to me? Well, we, well, the thing is, we talk to each other like we're a couple of fucking old lovers. It's fucking ridiculous. We spend about five or six hours on the phone a week to each other. And we've never met in real life. Which, when I signed up to this podcast, weren't part of the deal. I thought, oh, yeah, it's coming here once every Sunday night. Well, what, it was like Monday that, night. I'll pop on here Monday night and do a podcast for an hour. Now I'm fucking basing a relationship with a bloke I've never met, realistically. We're fucking on the phone for seven hours a week talking shit about this train. It's fucking insane. I know. <laughs> um, and on that bombshell, we're done today, mate. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done, are we? I'm the not Electrician Podcast. We're out. That's really bad. You could have done better.